Warning, this podcast contains adult content, including frank descriptions of sex, and lots and lots of swear words. Enjoy. She instinctively wrapped her long legs around my waist while I plunged my aching cock into her warm, waiting pussy. Helena gasped at the first deep thrust, still not used to my thickness and how perfectly it filled her tight hole. The mood in the room shifted from anxiety over our impending field trip to Brazil to one of instant lust. No woman had ever felt as good as she did. As I slowly thrust into her, I couldn't tell where she ended. And I began. Fuck. This was amazing. Helena wrapped her arms around my neck and started nibbling on my ear while my movements increased in speed. Her hands wrapped around her pert little ass, trying as best as I could not to not bang her back up against the wall with too much force. Neil. Oh my god. Yeah? You put on the sexy voice for that one. I'm like... Mm-hmm. It helps that my allergies have kicked in again, so my... My voice is a bit, my voice is a bit huskier today, because of all the post-nasal drip. Thick like dick. <laughs> because my throat is phlegmy. <laughs> oh, Lord. Also, I love that this book called it A Field Trip to Brazil. <laughs> like, oh yeah, we're just going for fun. There are no stakes. It's not like we're, to, anyway, we'll get into it. <laughs> and you know why we'll get into it? Oh, because we got a podcast about we it. Got a we podcast. got a podcast. <laughs> Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Claire. And this is FMK Lit. Where we read two romance novels. A straight one and a queer one. And then we play Fuck, Mary Kill with the characters. We do, we do. Also, all the spoilers. So many spoilers. If you so don't know, want to know how these books end, uh, then you need to stop listening to this podcast right now. Go read these books and then come back and we'll all know together. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just take it from us. <laughs> or, or you can just let us tell you how to think about things. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So I picked some books. You did pick some books. Neil, what did you pick? (laughs) I picked Unexpected Treasure, the Treasure Hunter series, book one by Grace Rosara and Aiden Willows and Treasure of Love, love series, book two by Scotty Cade. Yeah. I feel like that is... That is ballsy to be like my se- my romance series is called the love series. <laughs> <laughs> no other no other romance series is the love series. Only ours. Ours is the love series. <laughs> anyway, before we oh, and the theme the theme is treasure hunters. Because <laughs> you couldn't tell from the titles. We're going back to old school Neil, where it's just right there, where Neil just does a Google search for the titles. <laughs> it, it's treasure. <laughs> treasure. <laughs> Goodness. Also, we do. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Please. Yeah. Um, also, before we get on to anything else, I want to introduce a new thing, which is a shout out to our Patreons. <laughs> oh, that was. I love that. <laughs> 
And uh, this week, I want to give a shout out to Molly, who is joined as one of our as our first Patreon. And uh, one, she's an awesome lady. Two, she's a super awesome lady. And three, she's a super duper awesome lady. <laughs> <laughs> she is. I agree with you. That is true. That is a true science fact. And here's a little uh, guilt trip for everybody else who has not yet become a Patreon member. Um, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, Molly also works for the public school system. And yeah. is... <laughs> So, I mean, if somebody can work for the public school system and give a little bit, uh, then we need to make sure to augment what she is given so that maybe we could tell her, like, you're good. <laughs> you're so good. <laughs> All of you people who have not joined our Patreon, you are making somebody who works for the public school system spend some of their hard-earned money on this nonsense because you won't. <laughs> fix it you need fix to make it. this right and all you have to do is go to www.patreon.com backslash fmk lit pod do it do it do now it. and you too will get a shout out something as expansive as, as that i mean <laughs> we will give out as much or as little personal information as you desire <laughs> <laughs> but neil yes what has got you hot and bothered? Um, so sort of on theme with this episode, I recently watched the new movie, The Lost City with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. Oh, I've been looking forward to that movie so much. I haven't seen it yet. It's good. Oh my it's God. Good. It's a lot of fun. Um, I didn't know a lot about it. I knew, I knew it was Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum, and I knew that like she was a romance writer, and he was the cover model, and they sort of like go on a real adventure. All this is true, but then there's more. Like <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe is the villain, and he's hilarious. And then um, uh, I forget her name. She was the cop on Only Murders in the Building. Oh yeah, plays... I also forget her name. Yeah, she plays Sandra Bullock's like agent or whatever, and she's hilarious. And it's a really, it's a really fun movie. Somebody obviously watched Romancing the Stone and used that as a jumping off point because there's like some similar beats and stuff. But it is fun. And um, their relationship is actually really cute. So Aww. I recommend it. It's great. It's so much fun. That sounds amazing. I am looking forward to it so much. Yeah. So, Claire, what has got you hot and bothered? Well, um, I've been bothered all week by the horror of the world, um, mm -hmm. both with like the uh, encroach encroaching laws upon our um, bodies and mm -hmm. um, the ways we want to live, and also the <laughs> the ever present horror of gun violence against children. So, you know, that's all been awful. And my friend, to make me feel better, took me out to get my nails done. And so my hot and bothered this week is my nails are hot pink and they're amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my God, listen. Look at this beautiful color. Claire managed to go this entire time without showing her nails until just this moment. Uh, oh my God, they're fun. I know, aren't they? And like, where did you go? Um, Was it somewhere near you? Yeah, just someplace. We just went to a place that would take all three of us because my friend 
and her son came with. Mm -hmm. So um, her son is 12 and has a hard time keeping his nails clean. He's very Mm -hmm. much like, oh my God, look at this amazing stick. I have to pick it up and carry it with me for the length of this park type of guy, Mm -hmm. which I I super appreciate. And honestly, he does pick good sticks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, he picks really good sticks. He he picks really good sticks. But so his nails (laughs) are often gross (laughs) yeah but like any 12 year old boys are um but what he does tolerate is going to get his nails done so and it's just easier on everybody so so every once in a while they just go and get his nails manicured and he gets to pick a color and he picks hot green so he has this like like amazing like neon green color and i got neon pink (laughs) great love it I love it. I'd love to compare notes because there's a place near us that I like to go to, but I want to hear about this other place. Yeah. No, it was, okay. it was nice. And I mean, it was just a place that like had seats available and would take all three of us. Sure. 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 Great. Yes. So should we get into it? Let's get into these books. Treasure of love. Love series. Book two by Scotty Cade. Hunky Alaskan dive master and charter boat captain Jackson Cameron is absolutely sure he's straight until openly gay treasure hunter Dax Powers calls him and offers him the adventure of a lifetime. Dax and his sister Donatella have found the Anna Wyoming, a ship that went down during the 1889 gold rush on return from Skagway Island, very possibly carrying a fortune in gold. But real treasure is never free, and this one comes with some heavily armed strings attached. Jack and Dax struggle to keep their small crew safe from a powerful threat while they fight against the attraction they feel for each other. Between the danger of the hunt, the risk in the dive, and the thrill of being lost in passion, Dax and Jack are going to have a hard time holding on to their treasure. And to each other. (laughs) Sorry, I just... (laughs) Jack and Dax. Dax and Jack. Jax and Dax. Jack Jack and Dax. Jack Jack, Jack and Dax. Sorry. (laughs) So Claire. Yeah. That's that's what it says the book is about. Can I can I can I guess the very first thing you're gonna say about what the book is actually about? Oh yeah, yeah. Dax's full name. <laughs> what is Dax's full name? I don't remember. It's Daxton. Daxton D-A-X-S-T-O-N. Daxton. Daxton. <laughs> And his sister, his twin sister, Donatella. Donatella. Donatella and Daxton. Donatella and Daxton. And uh, Jack's full name is Jackson. So. Daxton and Jackson. Boo. Yeah, it boo. is Daxton and Jackson. Like, oh, oh, it, oh. Okay. it's rough. So it's rough, Claire. man. Claire. Yeah. Tell me about yeah. this book. Oh, my God, this book. <laughs> um, okay. Here's the thing. I was expecting treasure hunting and I got it except I was expecting like, like capers. And I was expecting like Indiana Jones. I was expecting Laura Croft. What I got was a really pretty succinct look at what treasure hunting is actually like, which Mm -hmm. is way boring. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, There's full of lots of grids lots of like okay well we know about where the ship sank but see the problem is like ships like move because of the tides and our own ship will move a little bit we can't just even if we anchor it it'll still move a little bit so it's not like and then too like when we're doing like there's several levels oh my god 
And like, honestly, it felt really real. That part did it anyway. It, it was very well researched. It was very well researched. We got acronyms explained <laughs> to us. <laughs> I was like, and then and then there was so much bathtubbing about who was wearing what kind of wetsuit and who was doing what on the boat where and oh my god. I mean, uh, and like, uh, like you know, like, oh my god. And so, and I want to remind our listeners when we say bathtubbing, like you can absolutely explain all of these things to us. And often we would need to have a bunch of this explained, but if it's not part of the plot, it's, and it's just an over explanation of things that happen, it's bathtubbing. <laughs> it's just an, ex- like, it's honestly, <sighs> Okay, nothing truly exciting happened in this book until maybe 75%, (laughs) Yeah, I would say. Um, Okay, so, (laughs) and then on top of that, we have a very awkward couple (laughs) who... And some nosy, messy queens. Nosy, messy queens. So Jack is a straight man who (laughs) runs a charter boat operation in Alaska. I've learned a lot about Alaska. One, I didn't know you could do scuba diving in Alaska. Two, I had no idea that there was coral reef in Alaska. Three, I had no idea there were colorful fish in Alaska. All these things are apparently true, which was very exciting to find out. Um, And I had to find it out because... Yeah, I had to look it up because I was like, I don't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I had to look up pictures. Like, that's not true, Scotty Cade. Oh, it is. It is, it is. No, and then uh, looking at the author, too, he and his husband have a boat, and they go around, like, um, you know, around, like, America and all over in that boat a lot. So he, the, all of this he's talking about from experience and from deep research. So believe it when you read the book. And if you want to know more about boating and things, this is a great book for that. If you need an instruction manual about how to treasure hunt that also has some messy queens in it, this <sighs> is the book for you. <laughs> so Jack is contacted by Donna and Jack, uh, Donna and Dax. Um, who are treasure hunters. They seek out sunken ships and uh, claim uh, claim them so that they can take the treasure that is within it. Um, and they want to look in this one part of an Alaskan like bay for a sunken ship. Jack they're is, kind of famous. They're like, yeah. they used to have a TV show that chronicled their last expedition that didn't work out i i get the sense it was like a tlc show or something yeah and i could tell that the writer was older because he referenced geraldo rivera's um uh looking for uh uh looking looking in the safe for the um the one gang leader who died Mm -hmm. also this book was written in 2011 yeah, Al Capone. So, like, looking for Al Capone. So, like, I was like, oh, yeah, this this is definitely in uh, a man of our age or older looking for, you know, writing this book. So that was interesting. But, um, yeah, so there's Jack, straight guy, contacted by Dax and Donna to, to look for this thing. He calls his brother-in-law uh, Brad. Brad no, it's Mac. Mac is his brother-in-law, mm-hmm. who used to be, who was married to Jack's sister, but Jack's sister died of cancer. Yes. Um, and then we're filled in on what the previous book was. The previous book <laughs> was about a straight man whose wife had died of cancer, and he uh, was char- He 
flies planes and we used to was chartered by brad a gay man whose uh, partner had just died and they um they enjoy learning about there's planes planes are involved something happens and they fall in love and in that book jack is extremely homophobic and it sounds like jack is the antagonist in mm. the book with mac and brad and he's an asshole to mac the both brad of them and jack and dax oh my god this it's, it's horrific <laughs> so, so but now he's like he's mended those fences. I don't know if that happened in that book or if it happens in this book, he Mm -hmm. mends those fences and he needs extra crew to come on for this, uh, expedition. So he brings on Mac and Brad, um, who are the best at everything. Honestly, I love them dearly as far as like what they do on the ship. They cook, they clean, they are the entertainment. They, (laughs) they help like steer the ship. They help with the dives. They do everything. Here's the thing, though. Like, Mac makes a comment and is like, oh, who knew that I'd land a rich doctor? Blah, blah, blah. But it's like, they've been living alone on a lake, I'm assuming, since they got together. So that money's about to run out because you cannot run a doctor's practice from a remote cabin on a lake, bucko. Right. And then they, like, fly the plane around and go on adventures and they travel the world all the time. I mean, it sounds like their life. That's time that Mac isn't chartering flights. Where's this money coming from? I have no clue. No clue at all. And, and it is important to like underline again that Mac was a straight man until he met Brad. Uh, uh, I have things to say. Yes. Um, yes. And now we're... Our next character is uh, Jack, who is a straight man who meets Dax, who is a gay man. And now, like, I now we know what <laughs> what this romance is. It is <laughs> it is a straight man going, I don't know why I'm attracted to this man. I've never been before. And so this is the pattern of the book. Jack and Dax have an interaction um, that is a little bit contentious for no good reason absolutely not it makes absolutely no sense all of their fights make no sense like um neil um if you and i were to like play out what they Uh what they said Mm -hmm. it would just be like okay so neil you come in to a grocery store and i am Mm -hmm. uh i'm i'm just like somebody who's supposed to help you find fruit or something so just ask me a question okay okay Oh, excuse me. Could you point me towards the bananas? Well, that was rude. You just come up and say things to people. Is that what you do? Listen, I'm trying to get bananas. Tell me where the fucking bananas are. I'll tell you where the bananas are if you back off. Yeah, and I'm going to punch you and then you're going to kiss me. This was all of their first interactions. with. <laughs> That's literally what happened. <laughs> yeah, this was all of their Jack first interactions. <laughs> okay, okay. So we find out that Dax has a history of getting involved with like twinks on the on the expeditions and donna's like this is the fucking worst this is the this is messy and but then for whatever reason dax is attracted to jack probably because their names rhyme and then but then (laughs) dax is like well i can't have him i can't be interested in him because that's not good for the expedition so i'm going to make him hate me Except I think he's really hot when he's angry. And I'm like, so that was a terrible plan. And then he winds Jack up enough that Jack is 
in the process of swinging at him to punch him in the goddamn face. And Dax is like, how do I defuse the situation? I'll kiss him. Because he's so hot when he's angry. Like, what? Yeah. And which does defuse the situation in a way that would never happen. Uh. (laughs) Uh, And... And then here's the next part of the pattern. So now they've had their interaction, which was angry slash sexy. Jack or Jack or Dax walks away. Jack runs into Mac and Brad, who are immediately like, girl, tell us everything. Have you guys hooked up yet? What's going on? Ha ha. You thought you were straight. We knew you were gay the whole time. Like, and that happens. This exact scenario happens <laughs> 10 times before the before Jack and Dex mm-hmm. finally have sex. Like it's like boom 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 boom. And every time it's like it's it's like a comedy almost. It's like Jack will enter a room and there's Brad and uh, Brad and Max sitting there going, "Well, did you do it? <laughs> Are you gay yet?" Yeah. And then <laughs> in like, between that oh. talking about grids and cameras and weather conditions <laughs> right and donna is oh a my lesbian God. Can I just read a quick passage about donna okay yes please so we have these these four gay men on this boat who are just like wow like everyone everyone <laughs> is like jack is guy but he's a no so i'm gonna force it on him it's cute it's funny because he was homophobic to us so this is what he deserves <laughs> anyway and then we cut to <laughs> and we cut to donna in her bedroom, Donatella lounged on the fainting couch in her favorite silk pajamas with a copy of Out Magazine on her lap and a vodka martini straight up with extra olives in her hand. I'm like, yes, yes, I love you. You're amazing. I love you. And there's a part two where she's, uh, <laughs> in all their years of treasure hunting, she'd never had an onboard fling or brought any of her girlfriends along on an expedition. Dax, on the other hand, always said that he didn't mix business with pleasure, but he had a very short and convenient memory. What gives him the right to carry on like a sex-hungry teenager? He's had more onboard romances than a cruise ship gigolo. Like, thank you. Thank you. This, I mean, like, this <laughs> dynamic is so, just like, four queens, just like, Whoa! and then the one lesbian who's the voice of reason and just wants to get off the boat so she can go <laughs> fuck a lady. That's this whole book, and I love it. I love Donna so much. <sighs> Yes, absolutely. That's uh, Donna relatable queen. (laughs) Um, See, and the thing is, though, so now after the kiss, the relationship between Jack and Dax is Jack wants attention from Dax and wants to explore those his sexuality and his feelings, but he wants to do it as slowly as possible. Dax says, I 100% agree, but I'm going to tease you. And, uh, and they don't do a whole lot. There's some kissing, some touching, a lot of cuddling, but they, for the most part, take it super slow, but they are, they do a thing that I hate a lot, which is they are in a relationship. Like they are like right away. As soon as the kiss is over, they go and they talk to each other about what's happening. And, uh, even though Dax doesn't seem like the type that would want this is like, I'm a one man mm. guy. It's just well, you and me, uh, you're mine. And Jack is like, well, I'm on a boat, so I'm not like going anywhere. <laughs> Dax does make the argument like, Hey, if you are sort of like 
questioning yourself and need to explore that, I'm not the person for that. Like, I'm not here for you to, like, figure shit out. I'm the person you talk to after you figure your shit out, which is perfectly fair. But then also it's just like, oh, well, now we're in a relationship because we kissed that one time and we're on a boat. (laughs) Boat rules. I mean, that is fair, but that's not the way he acts. And that's not what he says. (laughs) So, so. It, I mean, like, yes, but that actually is not the way right. it goes down or not what he says at all. And this, that is absolutely what happens is Jack figures his shit out with mm-hmm. Dax over the course of the many weeks that they are on this inlet lake uh, thing, lake bay. I'm not quite, I, I, I was never quite sound? sure of the water lake situation. It's, sound. <laughs> it's huge. Sound. Yeah. I think they're in a sound so i don't know what constitutes and looking for the sound, sunken shipwreck say that that's where they are it, that sounds fine to have me. them up there right anyway sounds yeah yeah the other thing is as boring as it was they also it was also boring because they found the ship mm-hmm. right away it was absolutely the right ship mm-hmm. that they were looking for um they figured out what it was they and then we get to an ultra boring part which is they go to the authorities and they claim salvage rights (laughs) they fill out the paperwork for it (laughs) they turn it in um they get like uh, they they don't even leave the office and they're allowed to you know they get the rights to the salvage and dax is like that's too fast that usually takes days and the office is like whatever and they're all like something's fishy (laughs) let's just go bye Let's take this certificate and leave. Right. And so then they do. And then Jack and Dax go to a hotel and they have sex for Mm -hmm. the first time. And it's, I don't don't know. It would seem fine. There was lube and condoms. (laughs) Yeah. And that was good. What did you think of the sex sex? It was fine. It was very short. It was also, um, I appreciate it. So the first time um, Jack went down on Dax, he had to like, get used to it because obviously they both have giant dicks and i appreciated that jack (laughs) wasn't just like oh i suddenly have no gag reflex um (laughs) but that he had to like get used to it and like take his time with it and that dax was very patient about that which i appreciate and then also dax normally tops or as the narrative says he's usually the aggressor which Oof. Um, but he decided to bottom for Jack. And so then it was entirely new to Jack. And it was like, it had been a long time for Dax. So they had to take their time with that to sort of like build up to Jack being able to plow him and whatnot. So I did appreciate that. That felt very genuine, very realistic. And I appreciated the whole time jack is like am i hurting you and dax is like no no no, just like give me a couple seconds just like just don't move i just i just gotta breathe (sighs) okay go ahead go ahead go ahead because that's i mean that's how it is that's how it goes um so i appreciate that but then also they we see them have sex two or three times it's the same position every time it's very quick every time (laughs) Which I, I think is really um, interesting that we see this a lot in romance novels. This is like, oh, it's so good that they just came so fast. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want that. And I think it's because the 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 writer feels like, oh, if I just go like too into it, then it's like too salacious, and like I'm writing a romance, not a not erotica or whatever. But so many times it's just like I just stuck it in me, and then boop boop boop, and then we're done. 
and it was great. I'm like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't. It probably felt great. And then it's over like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. One thing, because there was a moment where Jack got his cum all mm -hmm. over Dax. And he was perfect, perfectly happy to start just lapping that up. And I don't know. That seems like a bridge too far for a, for a straight man. <laughs> Like, yeah. like that may be like a later thing to try out. That seemed like well, I'm mm -hmm. going for it. I might as well just go for it. And I, I, it was sexy, but it was also like I don't know. Like we're just jumping into the waters mm -hmm. here. And I was like, okay. Like at that point, I was like, like he, like there was a moment in his head. He's like, I can't believe I'm doing this, and I'm loving it. And I was like, ah, you're saying you can't believe you're doing a lot of things, <laughs> but you, you seem to just, you seem very adept at it. So I could have taken like a little bit of a breather there, but you know, it was yeah, sexy. Was so whatever. Yeah. Um, and then they get back to their ship. Um, Mac and Brad have done all of the work of cleaning things up. And then this was the weirdest scene for me. This, I hated this whole moment. They discover that the ship has been like, people it's have been, been on the ship and have gone through it. It's That's been ransacked. Things have been moved around and nothing mm -hmm. has been stolen. So they're not quite sure what's going on, but they are like looking through and then they shrug it off. <laughs> they're like, what? whatevs. <laughs> yeah. But you know who doesn't shrug it off? Mac and Donna, who are upset that people have touched their underwear and now they must throw out and all their underwear. Go shopping for new underwear and come back and get plastered. <laughs> Like, I would go shopping with them. <laughs> and they're like, why didn't we see that scene? Why didn't we see that scene? <laughs> it, would, it would have been great. It would have been, oh, they would have, she would have had her martinis. She probably would have talked him into trying on some lace the, panties the, or something. The, and he'd be like, oh, try on these boxes. The bitch <gasps> session they would have oh had about God, Jack and right? Dax. Ugh. It would have been it would have been so good. But the moment he was like, I gotta throw away this underwear, I was like What? Okay. <laughs> sure. It, it was kind I of guess. A weird thing. But it was also weird that they just shrugged off that people were on their boat yeah. and they're just there, like there was some I guess this is just what happens when you're on there the was sound. Some hint of like, oh, if we get the police involved it'll take too long and we wanna get back to the thing, to the to the wreck. Um, but yeah, they seemed pretty blase about it. Also, uh, at this point we have had several instances of it's like, oh, if they had just been paying a little bit better attention, they would have seen somebody watching them through binoculars. So there's like every, you know, four chapters or something. It's like somebody was watching them. It's like, who is that? Is something interesting going to happen <laughs> now? No. Okay. Not yet. No. Okay. Okay. So when they actually get down into the ship, there was some interesting things. Um, I did enjoy the horror of it, which I, I've never really thought about before, which is the um, the bodies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when they got into that room that hadn't flooded. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. That probably stank. Yeah, so that was... Yeah, well, I mean, and they had their yeah, thing, they had their you know, their, yeah. the whole face on, so and they, um, their face, on. Their face on. and I'm assuming we do not bathtub on the podcast. We won't. We will spoil, but we won't give too much information. I assume it actually didn't smell. 
<laughs> they had the respirators it, it on. Made it sound like the, and I don't know the thermodynamics of this, but it made it sound like that because the, you know, everything around it was flooded, but that room wasn't. That it had created a vacuum, so it wouldn't yeah. smell because there's no air in there to smell in. Well, and it wouldn't smell anymore because they died a hundred years ago, and like all the bacteria, everything would have died. Like mm. everything would have died. So. But I don't know. It probably did smell, but it doesn't matter. They had their, their faces uh, they on. had their breathing, uh, yeah, their faces on. They had their breathing apparatuses yeah, yeah, on, yeah. and they had two different kinds because they, they had one where they could actually talk to each so other. Much. Oh my god! Well, I kind of like accidentally skipped over some of that at one point, and then I realized they were talking underwater, and I was like, "Hold on, hold on, hold on, what happened?" <laughs> had to go back for the explanation of the of like oh no no it's a different kind of respirator where they can they have a full face mask and they can talk underwater and it's fine oh my god because i was like wait and what i did appreciate <laughs> that jack is pretty savvy about things and that he's like oh well if somebody ransacked our boat then you know they're probably on to us about this treasure so they might be monitoring our radio so we need to not let them know that we're on to them so then, like, they started talking about, like, oh, is it safe down there? Yeah, I don't see any sharks. And, like, sharks was code word for, like, anyone else who might be trying to blow up their spot. So I appreciated that, that pretty soon in there, like, okay, we got to be sneaky. We got to be discreet about shit. Even though the other ship was not actually being discreet right. at all. There. Like, they were looking at it the whole time. It was right like, oh, fucking look, there. Like, it was just hanging it about. Was, it was, like, a mile away. There's the other ship. Yeah, but then we find out, finally, finally, it gets to the interesting part. It's the Russians. The Russians are after them because they're after the salvage for the ship because the ship is full of opium and gold. And they were, like, a hundred years ago, they were moving opium and gold around, and now this, it, it was this guy's grandfather, and he wants it back, and he's excited that these guys found it, and he's going to kill them all after a lot of monologuing yeah, which i know you love <laughs> we we are going the villain in this is like hold on i'm gonna tell you the mm -hmm. whole story <laughs> do you think that opium would still be good i have no idea it was, it was um, disguised I'm as like cans of salted fish which i thought was fun so yeah, it's like been canned so it would definitely keep for a while, but I can't imagine that it kept for a hundred years. Well, and it was in that sealed room. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it might have, but they were 100%. Like the gold, I think, was more important to, than the opium for them. I don't know. He seemed real excited about that opium. I mean, he, he opened it and he just like, stuck his finger in it. It was just like, yum, 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 yum. So I guess he thought it was good. <laughs> and during this whole thing like jack and dax like dax is wounded because he's shot with a spear by one of the russian dudes and jack's like freaking the fuck out about it and both of them are like i guess this is uh -huh. how we die like both of them like several times are like well this is how i die and honest to god there is no way they would have gotten out of it there's no way except then finally the DEA Which shows up. Which in this up. instance stands for Deus Ex Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> and 
well it also stands for the drug uh, uh you know it's it's definitely um you know yeah, the yeah, feds yeah, the, have shown up and they were the ones who were listening they were the ones who ransacked the boat because they put listening devices in all over the boat so they've been listening the whole time they've been listening to people so they got a, they got a whole They've been listening to people have sex. They listen to Brad and Mac just talk shit about Jack and Dax. Like, they listen to Donna mumbling angrily to herself about these goddamn messy nosy queens. She's like, I'm, I'm trying to run like a this business was, here, and these bitches. Oh my god! So, and they finally reveal themselves, and they are the most efficient a government agency will ever be in any book. <laughs> <laughs> like in real life or in fiction like these guys come in and they're just like that russian's the bad guy this is what's going down <laughs> we got this they save the day everybody's they fine the, and they um the thing at the office the stuff yeah I'm they fast track the salvage rights because so we don't give too much information <laughs> They had fast tracked mm-hmm. the salvage rights because they wanted to like follow up mm-hmm. what was happening. And then like no government body has ever done in the history of government bodies. And they after they took the gold and the opium, they paid Dax mm-hmm. immediately for the value uh-huh. of the gold. Uh so that it was in his bank account. That is the most unbelievable part of this book. <laughs> <laughs> The American government would never, <laughs> ever. <laughs> like, I was 100% expecting them to be like, ah, oh, we didn't make any money on this. But what we really found was love. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, something yeah. like that. And just like swallow the cost and be excited and off to find another mm-hmm. treasure, you know. But no, like the government pays them like millions and millions of dollars. I wish the government paid me millions and millions of dollars. Oh, God, I want that so bad. <laughs> But yeah, and so then um, that's the end of the story. Uh, Jack and Dax are in love with each other, and they say it. They're like, "I love you forever. You are the my person now." And and they kiss and fuck. Mm-hmm. And as happily ever after. Mm-hmm. And that and like uh, all of the exciting things that I mentioned literally happen in ten pages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the rest of the 120 pages is spent on everything else <laughs> goodness um so i have a teeny rant and then a big rant oh go for it so the teeny rant is every time there is tension in the relationship between dax and jack i almost said like dax and jacks um whatever it doesn't matter uh every time there's any kind of tension between them it gets resolved in the next paragraph yeah like there's a point where they're in the hotel and dex is like jack i love you or something and then jack is just like tongue-tied and like oh now they're gonna get in a fight or whatever blah 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 and then like dex is like oh oh i see how it is and then immediately jack is like i love you too like uh, why why even have those moments if they're just gonna get resolved immediately and then okay 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 we have to talk about the fact the bisexual people exist no neil no no Uh, you are either into dick or you're not (laughs) okay okay so 
with Jack, um, it is stated that he never really, he hasn't had a lot of relationships with women. They haven't really worked out, blah, blah, blah. And then of course, like he was very homophobic and there's the whole like, oh, the lady doth protest too much, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, oh no, he's actually gay. So that I can like kind of, kind of buy like that. Uh, sure. I can get, I can get behind that. And then there's Mac who was happily married to Jack's sister, Lindsay. By the way, that's where the name of the boat came from. And it's very sweet that he named his boat after his dead sister. Um, Mac was happily married to Lindsay. And they're like, oh, well, he's gay now. And then if you ask him, he's just like, I just don't like labels. I'm like, what? And then there's one point where he's talking to Jack and he's like, hey, you know what? If, if I hadn't met Brad and I had fallen in love with, in love again after your sister like I can't say for certain that it would have been another man it might have been another woman I just don't like labels and I'm like okay okay one it is perfectly all right to not put a label on your own sexuality that is that is perfectly valid an experience and a decision go forth but it felt in this book like you were straight you were gay or you quote, didn't have labels. Like there was one point where Donna was like, well, you know, to Dax, she's like, well, you know, this could fuck stuff up. And if you want to fuck stuff up over a guy who has bicurious urges, like go for it, I guess, but please don't. And then Dax's response was like, oh no, I don't think he's bicurious. I think there's more to it than that. And like, I'm sure this wasn't the intention, but it had the feeling of like, oh, quote, bi-curious is somebody realizing that they're gay and not actually being bisexual. And I just like, it could have been so easy for Mac to be like, you know, like some people would probably call me bisexual because I, I have been in love with both a man and a woman that label just doesn't quite fit for me personally. So I don't use a label, but there are plenty of bi people out there and just like bi people were not mentioned or acknowledged. And it just like, and it didn't feel like it's because the character was making the choice. It felt like the author was making that choice and it irked me. Cause this is also not the only time we've seen this, you know, like, there there's it has happened a lot in various forms of media that if someone is into men and women they quote just don't like the labels instead of acknowledging that oh no someone could be bi pan etc so it was obnoxious and i just like was highlighting passages and then just in my note section writing bisexual in all <laughs> capital letters with several exclamation points and there was a point too that like Jack was having his sort of crisis of identity and was like, how can I be attracted to a man, but I don't want to be gay? Like, how is that possible? Blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, bisexual, just be bisexual. That's fine. <laughs> so yeah. that was awesome. It was, it bothered me. Like it was it. And the way it just kept coming up as like, a secret word we're not allowed to say. And it did mm -hmm. feel that because of what Doc Dax said to Donna, which is like, no, I don't think it's that. And 
I mean, and that could be true. That could absolutely be true for Jack. But mm-hmm. um, Jack hasn't had his own say about it yet. And, like, it, 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 got, it got really annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, like, and also the way they set up these people's characters. Like, that, you know, Dax was a guy who you know liked a certain type of thing you know he you know he had these flings uh he he made mistakes it just didn't seem like but then everything he did with jacks with jack fucking these names (laughs) everything he did with dak jack (laughs) fucking these names everything he did with jack and all the ways he he acted and reacted it was like that's not the same guy who on other boats Mm -hmm. did other things like that Mm -hmm. it just didn't make any sense to me Mm -hmm. and and honestly jack it was seemed like super nice guy like and all the times that they got angry at each other they literally got angry at each other over nothing so Mm -hmm. i didn't even understand i wished honestly if we were going to play that this is a straight guy who is homophobic because he was hiding his own feelings you know and his own like you know he had a a self-hatred in there like i kind of wish we'd seen that a little bit mm-hmm. like i kind of wish like that was something i of course don't want it explored explored i didn't want a homophobic asshole like demanding somebody suck him off while he's telling calling everybody you know whatever like i didn't want mm-hmm. that but i do feel like we could have seen a little bit of it um mm-hmm. and i think where we were supposed to get that sense was every time mac and brad talked about their own relationship um and that got annoying too because every time they talked about it they talked about it a lot every single time it was just here's a summary of the book you didn't read yet or here's a summary of the book you did read and i just kept thinking if i had read the love series book one I would have been so fucking pissed off at this book because it just kept talking about the book I'd already read and not in yeah. a fun way. Like it just, here's a summary of our romance. Here's a summary mm-hmm. of our romance. Oh, guess what we're doing now? Here's a summary of our romance. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Like the relationship of book one is an important part of the relationship in point and book two and like how they work together and how they're related to each other. Like, I thought that was what well, that was a good idea, but like you're saying, it's just like, oh, let me just tell you the whole. Let me just say at you the back of the previous book four different times. Yeah. Bleh. Yeah. No, they got very, very annoying. Very annoying yeah. to me. Anyway. Anything else to say? Uh, not Jack, really. Dax, Mac, Brad. <laughs> Jack, 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 Fizz, Jack, Jack, Brad. And Donatella. And and Donatella. (laughs) (laughs) Goodness. That was Treasure of Love, Love Series Book Two. That was that book. (laughs) Unexpected Treasure. The Treasure Hunter series, book one. By Aiden Willows and Grace Riasta. Lars is a man of mystery, with one focus in life, searching for hidden treasures. If his latest risky expedition actually pays off, he'll be wealthy beyond his wildest dreams. He might finally be on the road to real happiness. 
Helena is witty, charming, and utterly fed up with her life. Her whole future has been carefully mapped out, yet all she wants is to escape her controlled existence and live a life to its fullest, with no one dictating her every move. A chance encounter with one of these two lost with these two lost souls leads them on an adventure neither could have predicted. Accompanied by a ragtag group of treasure hunters, will Lars and Helena find out what they're looking for? Or will they realize that the most important treasure of all has been hiding in plain sight? Author's note. Yeah. <laughs> Author's note. Please note. Both authors are lunatics who don't do, quote, normal, unquote. If you are expecting historically accurate facts or romance that isn't batshit crazy, this may not be the book for you. For mature slash immature readers 18 and plus only, this book contains explicit sexual content as one author is trying to live out her lesbian fantasies vicariously through her characters and also contains unrealistic portrayals of treasure hunting as other as the other author thinks she's a history nerd but really isn't. <laughs> you know what? I appreciate you know what? it. Yeah, snaps, the snaps. I appreciate it. Uh, because... Yeah. <laughs> I love it. right off the bat, both of the writers are like, Hello, dear readers. This book is bonkers. Have fun. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. Yeah. This book is fucking bonkers. <laughs> um, I have a very many feelings about a very many things that happen. But first off, I have two things I need to say. One, I did not finish this book because I ran out of time. So I, listeners, will be finding out what happens in this book along with you. Two, <laughs> when I, I started this book second and uh, right away, the very first couple of paragraphs, I was like, yes, this is exciting. This is the excitement I was yearning for in that other book. And then I got to the next part and I was like, oh, stop. I oh 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 no! <laughs> I don't want to read this book anymore. <laughs> and it was like in a paragraph of it. I was like, "Yeah, exciting!" Oh, stop, rapey! <laughs> stop, it. stop it right now! Yeah. So anyway, Neil, is uh -huh. is that an accurate depiction of what's in this book? That it is bonkers. Yes, one hundred percent accurate. <laughs> Oh, Christine, I am just so looking forward to your face and what happens. <laughs> Let's okay. do this thing. Okay. So, we open on, on Lars, who's lost in the woods. Where are these woods? It never says. Never. Never. I'm assuming they're somewhere in Scandinavia. I don't know. Where these people are or where they're from is never explained. So he's lost in the woods and he comes across a cabin that looks abandoned. And there's a storm coming. So what does he do? He breaks the door down. He just breaks the entire door down. And then he just leaves it there. He's like, no, that's fine. This is fine. Um, and then he finds a lady. A lady in the cabin who is brandishing a plunger at him. And... 
he is very quick to say that she, yeah she's dressed in comfy clothes she looks a little schlubby but thank god she has her hair down instead of putting it up like women tend to do all the time fucking am i right and i left the note i'm like she's alone in a cabin she can wear her hair however the goddamn way she wants anyway and then of course this woman feels threatened because a large man has bursted into this cabin and he thinks it's adorable that she's scared that's and then they fuck i do want to read some of this because it's insane (laughs) so this is just after he has broken into the cabin Mm -hmm. i heard a muffled scream through the door that was straight ahead although evidence pointed to this place being completely abandoned obviously it was not i took a step back while rubbing my aching shoulder and wondered what to do next not wanting to find out what was behind the door number two i contemplated my next move the scream sounded like it came from someone of the female variety so that definitely had me intrigued he has only heard this woman scream and he's already hard Uh (laughs) and i'm like no Mm -mm." then it says After having very little female attention in quite some time, this new development might have some potential to break my losing streak. Before I had any time to plan my next course of action, the uh, the closed door cracked open and a frightened face peeked out. I'm sorry. You hear someone screaming and your first thought is like, oh, sounds like a lady. Maybe I'm going to get lucky tonight. Like, like, and And this was on page two and I was already... And out, like honestly, Neil, I was out. <laughs> and from page two to f- to fifty percent in the book, he rarely refers to her as her name. It's always sweetheart, um, red because her hair is red, um, or anything else other than her name. He refers to her as the female, the woman, the little woman, the little woman, like on and on and on. And it's just ugh. It's genuinely gross. Yeah. Anyway, Neil. So they fuck. So they, well, okay. So here's the thing too, that really drove me crazy is that Helena is like, this man's trying to kill me. And then she sort of susses out that he's not trying to kill her. And she's like, I want to fuck him real bad. I shouldn't do that. But it's not until he's like, he starts flirting with her. She, she starts flirting with him. And then it's not until he reciprocates and is like, do you think you can handle me? And it's like, she was never one to back down from a challenge. And like, that made it okay for her to then actually fuck him. It's, it's not like, it wasn't okay that she just wanted to. It wasn't until it became a challenge that it was like, okay, that she actually did fuck him. Which I, I see a lot of, that happens a lot, that it's like, Oh, I want to fuck this guy, but I'm not gonna because I shouldn't because women aren't allowed to be in charge of their own sexuality until it's like, I'm going to pose a challenge to you, little lady. It's like, well, I'm going to show him I'm not a little lady. I am a fully possessed woman, except now it's okay that I fuck him, but not before because I can't be possessed when I'm in charge of my sexuality. Ah." Like, And then, of course, the whole night, she's just like, yeah, it's I'm on the run. It's been a while. This guy's hot. I just want to fuck this guy and then move on with my life. And then the very next day, like, somebody shows up at the cabin because it turns out it's not her cabin either. She is also squatting. And they're like, 
let's cheese it. And then he starts, he's like, okay, see ya, bye. And she's like, how dare he? How dare he dismiss what we had? Just like, you know, just to say I'd be willing to give this a chance. So like all of a sudden she wants a relationship because what does straight romance tell us? If you want to fuck a guy, you're in love with him. Hey, straight people, straight people, I'm talking directly to you. Those are not the same thing. I hate to break it to you. Wanting to fuck someone is not being in love with them. And wanting to fuck someone is not the foundation of a long-term relationship. It's part of it, but it's not the only thing. And then the whole book, the whole book, everything we hear about what she likes about him is how hot he is. There's nothing about, well, there's sort of the sister. It's implied. It's like, oh, he has a sister that he loves. Isn't he such a good person? Okay, so he does the bare minimum of loving his sibling. Great. He's a solid guy. But just like, there's nothing about like how he makes her feel other than horny. So it's just like the the only point of attraction is their genitals, and that is going to become a long lasting relationship. It's not, it's not, but almost every straight book we read is like, well, they want to fuck real bad, so obviously they're in love. No. False. No, I completely agree. Uh I and the thing is, like, the fantasy of being in an abandoned cabin and somebody hot comes in and you two fuck, I am down with that fantasy. Sure, yes. That does not, 100%. like, and I'm down with it being unrealistic because... And then to take it a step further, that leads you into a treasure hunt? Yes, that's exactly what I want. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I'm down for that fantasy. I just don't know why it has to be this um, mean to women. Yep. <laughs> And I don't know why it has to, like, why they can't, like, like each other for who they are. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, like, honestly, honestly, what I, th- I'm down with people fucking because they find each other hot. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I think that That's first. That's why you fuck someone. Yes. And I thought, like, kind of where we were going was that these two would fuck each other in the cabin, end up having to, as you say, cheese it together. And then. <laughs> And then I love, I love cheese it. <laughs> I wish they said that because that'd be so fucking funny. I know. Well, but, so, but they're probably in like Norway or somewhere, and may I, or may not be Scandinavian. So yeah, who knows? For for a little bit, I thought we were in Appalachia, but no, apparently yeah. not. So, so it, and then they would have like a sort of a love hate relationship. Like they're super Mm -hmm. hot for each other, but now that they really know each other because they're traveling together, they're fucking annoyed by each other, Mm -hmm. but they're still hot for each other. I was like, yes, give me that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what they were going for, but I never got that again. Like that never, they were like, and every situation they were put in so far and in 50% of the book, um, (laughs) they're dumb. They're idiots. <laughs> like, and, and like, at, like at one point they're like, oh, we got to go find this professor, but how will we ever find him? And she's like, I don't know. We just Google him and find his address. And, oh my God. These and they're like, it'll never work. And it does. Incompetent <laughs> treasure hunters in the world. Yeah. They are, oh, God. There's a quote I want to find. Hold on. Okay. And while you're finding that, see, the thing is, Lars is after this different treasure first. He's after a Viking horde. 
Um, and But that's fake. We're not actually after that, so we're going to go to Brazil. So apparently we're never going to find the Viking Horde. And I was like, well, that would have been great. But the other dumb thing is they come upon this one woman who's also a treasure hunter, whose name is Egypt, by the way, and... Egypt says to the says says like well you and the Viking have to get it out and Lars is like oh, she knows who I am how could she know only those in the treasure hunting circle know my nickname okay he is a very tall Nordic looking man with a big fucking beard anybody would have called him the Viking on first on first look I was like also, fuck you the he Viking knew she, he knew who she was and that she was part of the treasure hunting community yeah and and oh. it's and her like the whole thing is she's part of this legacy of the best treasure hunters ever why wouldn't she know who he was yeah okay so I'd like to read a quick passage. <laughs> Helena says I don't understand how any single one of these people managed to wipe their ass without help let alone find hidden treasure what have I gotten myself into <laughs> that's the whole book these people are fucking idiots and there's a point too where like they're like okay we can't tell Egypt that we're treasure hunters because we need to get something from her dad blah 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 and then like <laughs> Helena goes up and she's like, oh yeah, I need to talk to Egypt. I borrowed a book from them. And Egypt, who Helena assumes that Egypt is a man because at one point um, Lars is like, oh, you're going to have to flirt with Egypt a little bit. So Helena's like, oh, dude, I'll flirt with him. Sure, whatever. And this beautiful lady opens the door and she's like, I need to borrow a book from Egypt. And then Egypt's like, uh, not so much. And then Lars bounds in and was like you'll have to excuse my friend she hasn't taken her medication she's talking crazy talk <laughs> and then helena says something that's like blows their cover and then lars is like helena how could you it's like you already said a different name you're, <laughs> you're both terrible at this but i do appreciate we do have a moment where helena has to like sort of act to like convince someone of something and she does a good job so there's character growth so she learns how to lie essentially anyway so then yeah so they god so they talk to egypt and egypt's dad and they're like oh yeah where's this viking horde and he's like oh yeah i made it up <laughs> or he didn't make it up there's a legend about it but it's like oh yeah our friend dutch has the map that you made but then he lost it because we're all fucking incompetent and then the, the professor's like i no, I, I made that up it's a fake map i just wanted him to leave so i could drink more so i made it up yeah, but like, I do, on the other hand, believe in a lost Incan city. But I, <laughs> my brother's over there. Don't talk to him, though, because, I don't know, reasons. And they're like, uh, okay, sure. Um, so then... So then... I love this part. Hunter's like, okay, I know someone who can get us a plane. And he calls them. And he's like... <laughs> Hey, Hunter, or uh, Lars is like, I know someone who can get us a plan. He's like, hey, Hunter, it's me. And the response is, oh, fuck no. And they hang up. <laughs> that was kind of amazing. I will have to say, if you are going to read this book, if you're like listening to this, it's a comedy. This is a comedy. This book is intended to be a comedy. Mm -hmm. At least the first 50%. <laughs> like, and yeah. you could see the comedy parts that sometimes were executed well, like that particular phone call, and sometimes mm -hmm. went fucking awry. <laughs> it went nutso. Um, so then they rope in Hunter, who's a pilot. So there's Lars, our big Viking man. Helena, our redheaded buxom, you know, newbie. 
Egypt, the seasoned treasure hunter who always is in danger for whatever reason. They're like, well, we can't have our main character be constantly in danger, so we'll just do the other woman. And then Lars's friend Dutch, and then Hunter. So we're getting ready. They they're gonna go to Brazil. They get this. They, they they're ready to go on this plane, and Dutch sees Egypt. I was like, this fucking bitch. And she's like, this <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> Turns out they used to date before she came out as queer. I think she's a lesbian. Um, and now they like hate each other and they're like constantly at each other. And it wasn't fun. It wasn't cute or funny. It was like, he, he was being really misogynistic about it. And it was not fun so anyway they jump into the plane and then they fly away and it's like the plane has no bathroom (laughs) and helen is like what happens if we have to go to the bathroom and hunter's like hold it but it's like a 10 hour flight It's 18 hours goodness they're on there for 18 hours (laughs) and it's a small plane (laughs) i've been on small planes those things are loud as fuck 18 yeah. hours, Ooh. loud as hell, no bathroom. Nah, there's cups. European and <laughs> European and closed containers. That's oof, that's not happening. I can't hold yeah. it for fucking 18 hours. That's bananas. Um so that was fun. So then they land on this little island to stop and refuel. And they they go to this little hotel and um, Helena mispronounces the name of the hotel because it's Portuguese and Portuguese is a bonkers language. And you see how it's written and someone who doesn't speak Portuguese is like, oh, you say it like this. And it's like, oh no, you say it like this. And it's like, she really was adorable. It's like, oh, you think scared dumb women are adorable. Got it. Got That's it. insane. No, I mean, Portuguese is a difficult, <laughs> it's a beautiful language. Uh, I, I did that in a, in, in a, as like an asshole, but it is a beautiful language, but it is not intuitive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two very strange things happen in this hotel. One, <laughs> there's a very beautiful black woman working reception and Egypt talks to her in Portuguese and like, arranges for the rooms and then also hits on her and helena has this thought that woman is so beautiful she must be an alien she probably has a penis aren't alien penises weird colors just like bitch what what are you (laughs) what are you what on god's green earth are you i read that part doing (laughs) I read that part over and over and over again. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I cannot possibly have read that correctly. And, <laughs> and like, then like, did it I gets, drop LSD before reading this passage? It Surely gets to that's a, what's happening. A further part where things about this woman are confirmed. And mm. I was like, and I, I reread it and I had to go back and read this part again. Cause I, I was like, why why uh, why would anybody think these things <laughs> yeah. i mean like aside even setting aside the fact that this is a white woman who's going to a colonized island populated by 
black people who were probably brought in as slaves. She's in this woman's country and she's like, oh, she's so beautiful. She must be an alien with a penis. A <laughs> alien dick. Like, even, a, even that aside, like I as a white woman find this black woman so exotic. She can't possibly be from this planet. Even that aside, like, why would you, why would you think that woman is so beautiful? She must be an alien, which means she's got a big old dick. Like, and that the dick must what? be purple in addition. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and all Not I kept thinking does was she like, have a dick. It's purple. Okay, is this woman high? Did, yes. Did someone slip her something? <laughs> she she's been holding it so long that her brain is floating in her own urine and she can't think straight anymore. <laughs> I mean, I believe it. It's just human waste soup inside her whole her whole body, and she just doesn't understand. Also, it never talked about how much everybody had to use the bathroom when they got off the plane, which I think is weird. Yeah, because it brought it up. <sighs> anyway. So then Lars and Helena get this room and then the second weird thing that happens and it's not weird, just very unexpected is that Helena's like, oh, I have to go down the hall and like shower or brush my teeth or whatever. And she and Lars are like getting hot and heavy and they're like, I'm going to go brush my teeth and then we're going to go to Bone Town. And he's like, yeah, do it. She's like, okay, bye. So she goes down the hall and then she like walks by Egypt's room and she hears noise. So she's like, I know what I'll do. I'll just open the door. (laughs) I'm just going to stick my head in and see what's going on. And then, of course, Egypt and the receptionist are fucking. And Egypt's like, oh, hey there, Red. She probably says Helena. Hey there, Helena. You want to join us? And Helena's like, oh, gee, I don't know. I don't want to cheat on Lars. I'm like, bitch, you're not together. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I shouldn't be looking at this. And then they took their clothes off and she's like, I guess I'll stay for a little bit. I'll just watch. That's not cheating. I'll just watch. So then we watch um, Helena and the receptionist, who has a name. I just don't remember it. um, Do sexy lady things to each other. And then Helena's like, oh, my God. She's like, I've never been this close to anything so erotic. I'm like, you've never none of your sexual experiences have been this erotic (laughs) maybe you're a jack and need to figure out that you're gay whatever it's fine um and then she's just like so turned on by watching these two ladies get down that she rushes back to her room ready to just jump on lars and he is asleep snoring and taking up the whole bed (laughs) It's it's very much like, man, am I right moment? And I'm just like, what is, what is happening? What? What is any of this? It was at that point I was like, what is the fantasy supposed to be here? I, I, I could not figure it out. One, because, okay, the sexy moment. Okay. It was. Uh, okay, watching <laughs> okay, these no, two just, women uh, about, uh, flames f- uh, on the what side is- of my face. Um, <laughs> the sexy moment between these two women was very sexy. And I did it like was. that the straight mm-hmm. book introduced us to like voyeurism and queer mm-hmm. content. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. But what upset me about it was how 
not that it, it didn't feel like the two women were participating in like it didn't feel like mutual satisfaction moment at all like i really wasn't sure who was into what and then i was like oh are we using these two women in an uncomfortable way i guess they're cons they are consenting to this moment mm -hmm. but like everything feels awkward and then i was and then that she didn't get to like have sexual release after that i was like that's unfair why didn't we just let them have sex after that right. like what an, so what an additionally sexy moment it would have been if she was like lars wake up uh i just watched two women bone and i we gotta get down you know that would have been great i would have been all for it but instead now now we have an emotional moment because now she reads the letter yeah you, for no reason for absolutely no, no reason. reason she's like oh there's his backpack oh she was looking for something in his backpack and she's like i'm gonna find oh look it's a letter i'm gonna read it and there if if there had been anything anything up to this point indicating that she had wanted to know more about him but that he had sort of like put up these walls like they were implied his his distancing her from his personal life was very much implied because he was but a dick was, but not because of any specific thing he did but there was nothing like we never had a moment of her wanting to find out more like she wants to fuck him so that's enough for the relationship obviously thanks straight romance um so there was nothing telling me why she was like i'm going to read this letter now and then <laughs> the letter was addressed hey big bro and i highlighted that and i wrote lies <laughs> lies <laughs> No one, no one. I mean, listen, listen. No one writes a letter to their sibling and says, hey, little sis. And this is like a letter letter. And I'm like, that's not, no, that's not how that goes. But it's about his sister who like, he doesn't tell people about because he knows that people will use her to get to him. Um, and I think at this point we've been introduced to the concept of the arch nemesis Beretta. Um, who's an Italian treasure hunter who's unscrupulous, but he probably is competent, unlike these jackoffs. Um, so it's this the the one thing that he keeps from his sister, um, that's basically like, oh my god, I was ready to drop out of college to help pay for shit after like mom died or whatever, but you told me not to, and you sent me money, and I really appreciate that, and I'm gonna do really well, and thanks, you're so amazing, big bro. And then, of course, he wakes up and he's like, why are you reading my letters? Which is just like, totally fair. FYI. Yeah, just like, I'm sorry. I was looking for, you know, Kleenex or fucking whatever. And he's like, don't, don't you dare find out about my life. <laughs> I, I don't know. It was weird. And that is as far as I've gotten. So I... Do not know what's going to happen next. I don't know if they're going to find the treasure. I don't know if Beretta uh, is going to f f pull up on them. I don't know if we're going to have more sexy times. Okay. So, we wake up the next morning. <laughs> we're ready to go. And then, of course, because these people are not good at their job and have absolutely no discretion, Egypt says in front of everyone to Helena, like, Oh, you look well-rested. You probably slept well after the show I gave you last night. You're welcome. It's like, bitch, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> and then, 
And then in Lars's head, he like has this pang of jealousy because he assumes that it's sexual. And then he has Well, this it was, thought. to be fair. Yes. <laughs> he has this thought, since when am I jealous of a woman? Like, oh, fuck you. That's when. Fuck the fuck right off. Fuck you. Okay. If you are a straight man and you are not jealous of, I don't know, let's say Michelle Obama for being amazing and fantastic, then you're a terrible person. Indeed. You're a terrible person. You're terrible. Anyway. Um, and then he, and then he has this thought like, well, I don't think anything happened. She doesn't seem like the type of person who would like just jump into bed with someone she just met. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Exactly were you not, you were you not there in the cabin? <laughs> <laughs> were you not paying attention or were you concussed from knocking the door down and in fact she had known egypt longer yes. at that point than she had known him yes. when they first fucked yes. <laughs> God. like anyway. 38 hours longer right <sighs> so they get back on the plane and there's this whole thing about how everyone is like rotating who gets to seat sit in the co-pilot seat because then they don't have to listen to Dutch and Egypt fight. And in my mind, I'm like, just put one of them in the co-pilot seat and then nobody's fighting. But they sort of like take turns because they're both just like, like, like everybody realizes that, that Egypt fucked the receptionist and the Dutch is like, Oh yeah, I would have done a better job at it than you would. And that all this weird fucking shit. Who knows? So that. So that <laughs> okay, this part this part is amazing. So Helena talks her way into the co-pilot seat because she's like, I cannot deal with Egypt and Dutch. I can't deal with any of these jackoffs. Nobody here knows what the hell they're doing, Hunter. And Hunter's like, Yeah, these people are fucking idiots. I'm just here because I'm getting paid. She's like, Yeah, I guess. And then we hear about his backstory. He's in love with this woman who he's not with and he knows that she's the one for him, but they're not together. And Helena asks him about it. And he's like, that's, that's none of your business. So I'm assuming that was the intention of book two that does not exist. Um, and then she's like, okay, well, I'm just going to take a nap. And then she, she wakes up to somebody screaming. We're going to crash. <laughs> so the plane is going down. I just like, Hunter, is there anything I can do to help? And it's like, nah, it's fine. And then he starts whistling a Beethoven symphony as he's flying this plane to keep them from dying. And he's just like so cool and calm about the whole thing. And then, of course, they land and nobody dies. But, of course, the plane is crashed and is ruined. And it turns out that somebody like um, either they didn't they got like skimped on fuel. like they paid to refuel, but somebody took money and didn't fill the plane all the way or somebody like sabotaged the fuel line or something or whatever. So they crash and everyone's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Hunter? And it's like, what? Nobody's hurt. We made it. I said, I would get you to Brazil. We are in Brazil. I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> yes. Hunter, Hunter has my heart. Um, <laughs> He, oh god, he's over the bullshit and then whistles Beethoven while he's flying a plane that's crashing. Oh god, I love him so much. Anyway, so then they're like, okay, well, we have to get to this village where the uncle is, right? Uh huh. Because he had been on this expedition to find this this lost city or whatever. Oh man. So they get to 
they get oh <laughs> they're on their way and then egypt gets bit by a snake oh my god yeah and then they're like oh, <laughs> shit, we gotta do something about this and then like warriors from the village appear oh no and it looks like that they're all gonna be uh, and then they and then they're like able to communicate that she is bit by a snake and and a poisonous snake and needs medical attention and then the villagers are like oh yeah sure 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 they bring them they bring them into the village and then she gets she gets treated and then everyone else is just sort of like hanging out and sort of like oh thank you for food etc etc and then this this white guy walks out of one of the one of the i'm assuming it's a hut of some kind he walks out helena has a thought He's sure. Hey, this is the village where Egypt's uncle is. That guy sure looks a lot like Egypt. They have the same eyes and nose. And then she turns to Egypt and she's like, "Who's the silver fox?" And Egypt's like, <laughs> "Egypt's like, gross. That's my uncle." And Helen is like, "Well, how was I supposed to know?" Jesus. <laughs> Girl, what? <laughs> Girl, what? <laughs> uh, all the things you just thought, maybe. Yeah. Oh, and then they're like, "Okay, let's get going." Where's Dutch? And then he comes out of a hut, like kissing one of the one of the native women. And then I'm like, "Oh, Dutch!" And then for whatever reason, Egypt is mad at him. I don't, I don't understand it. Anyway, <laughs> so then the uncle is like, "Yeah, so I came here on this expedition looking for this thing. We think we know where it is. Don't go there, guys. Just don't do it." My expedition went, we contracted this very mysterious disease. And we're like, oh, we're greedy. Let's go keep going. And then everyone else died. Everyone else on the expedition died from this mysterious disease. And only the uncle made it back alive. And then one of the villagers nursed him back to health. And then he married her. So now he lives there with his his beautiful wife. And great. Love it. Love it. And they're like, oh, yeah, that sucks. Let's go. So they decide to go. <laughs> But yeah, it makes total sense. And then, um, and ne- then we never, a- never listen to the harbinger. <laughs> yeah, and then we spend a very long time getting into like all the strange things that happen to their health and this weird disease that happens. No, I'm kidding. It doesn't come up. It never <laughs> happens. <laughs> he talks Not about important. this mysterious disease, and nothing happens other than I think Egypt gets like hurt again or something i don't know so then they get to um the this a structure they're able to see they get to a waterfall and they're able to see into the valley and they see the structure and they're like that's where it is and then they like go down and then they're looking at the thing and then this this is when uh helena's uh obsession with the history channel kicks in and she's like oh this looks like it might have been a temple, but there's like nothing else around there and there's no people. And she's like, well, it could be that this is a temple and that the actual city is somewhere else and blah, blah, blah. And then they see carvings that direct them up to a cave, et cetera, et cetera. So then they go. And then, um, and then Beretta shows up. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. He, he captures Egypt, obviously, because she's there, even though she gets introduced as this like boss ass bitch. And she's like, what i'm egypt i fucking rule and then every other day she's getting injured or kidnapped (laughs) i don't know so then so then beretta shows up and captures them and he's like well now i'm gonna kill you all (laughs) and then he he like 
basically is like, oh, who's this? Like, I don't know this young woman with this red hair. You should have been with me, lady. I'd fuck you real good. Oh, God. But I guess I'm going to kill you. So then she's like, well, don't you want to know why they brought me along? I am the foremost expert on Incan ruins and blah, blah, blah. And she like makes up this whole thing. And she's like, don't you have any idea who I am? And Beretta's like, yeah, of course I do. Of course I know who you are. I'm dumb. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I know it finally who you worked. Are. It finally worked. So it paid off. I was like, yay. <laughs> she knows how to lie. Yay. Um, and then shenanigans ensue and they um, defeat the goons and then they and then they like disarm Beretta and they're like, well, we're just going to leave him here. And then Lord is like, I should fucking kill you. And Beretta's like, yeah, but you're not gonna because you don't kill people. And Lord's just like, God damn it. He's right. Ugh. So they leave him tied to a tree or whatever. And then they go to where the village is. And Claire. Oh, no. Guess what they find. No, uh, is it the treasure? There's no treasure. <laughs> There's no treasure. It's gone. If there, if there was a treasure, it's already gone. It's, a, it's already gone. Of course it is. The treasure's gone. There's no treasure. There may no never treasure. have been any treasure ever. And like, there's a point where Helen is like, but that's not fair. We've come all this way. We've been through so much. And then one of them is just like, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it works. Sometimes there's treasure. Sometimes you get lucky and sometimes you don't. Okay. I kind of appreciate that. There's a part of me that's like, okay. There is a part of me that does appreciate the realism, but there's another part of me that's so fucking pissed off. <laughs> it's so unsatisfying. And like, so not to spoil the lost city, but a, like a minor spoiler is that they obviously find the treasure, but the treasure isn't what they expect it to be. And what it actually is, is like really lovely and like ties into the rest of the story and into the, like the romance. And it was really sweet and really lovely. And it's one of those that you feel good about like, okay, so they don't get like treasure, treasure, like we want it to be, but we get this other kind of treasure and like, oh, we can feel good about that. This is nothing. There's nothing. There's oh. no treasure. There's oh. nothing. Nothing. And then it's like, uh, you're the treasure I found all along. Except not really, because all they want to do is bone each other. There's no <laughs> real feelings between them. And then there was a scene, and I actually really appreciated this. <laughs> okay, so they're like, okay, well, I guess that's it. See ya. And Helen is like, no way. We've gone all this way together. Like, we're 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 a gang. We're a group. We blah, blah. And they're like, no, the expedition's over. So now we just go our separate ways and like one by one they all sort of walk off except they all go in different directions <laughs> only one person walks back towards the village everyone else is like i'm just gonna walk this way into the jungle i'm like oh that's right because y'all don't know what the fuck you're doing even though we we could just hang out and drink <laughs> yeah well do you know what um hunter and no lars and helena decide to do no i don't fuck in the jungle oh yes because one of them has always had that on their bucket list as of two minutes ago <laughs> so now they're gonna fuck in the jungle and then we cut to i'm trying to remember the very end i think i think what happens is they are like on some other trip or something and then beretta shows up and is like you should have killed me when you had the chance <laughs> and they're like yeah well whatever and he's like i have your sister and then i think that's the end of the book <gasps> bum, yeah. Bum, bum. yeah. So, 
So it was indeed bonkers. Yes. I mean, that feels... <sighs> Again, I was so torn because part of me was like, okay, yeah, I, I like that there's no treasure and that is very realistic. And we have this moment where, because we didn't even really get into it. Helena grew up from a wealthy, in a wealthy family and they basically were like, you're going to go marry this cop now. And she's like, no, I don't want to. So now she's on the run. I don't know. I know, but it, it was modern <laughs> times. And I was like, and she has her own job. Like, mm-hmm. and apparently a master's degree. Yeah. I think it meant to imply that he was a crooked cop and would like do unscrupulous things to get her back. I don't know. So she's on, on the run. And, and I, kind of appreciated that she's she saw this as an opportunity of like it's an actual adventure it's a treasure hunt adventure with this really hot guy who's going to take me to pound town <laughs> this like lady who's kind of a boss ass bitch who gets hurt all the time who let me watch her fuck this woman who definitely does not have a purple penis and then these like other two idiots that i <laughs> enjoy and sort of like it's an adventure this is exactly what i wanted like this is great and then for it to be like yeah, it just didn't. It just didn't pay off, and you know there was there was no treasure. Sorry, and of course they both have reasons why they want the money. She wants the money so that she can like, sort of like, escape away from the family and sort of be on her own. And he wants the money to, to help with the sister through college, etc. And so I did ab- appreciate this sort of like, yeah, there's no treasure, but that's not what I want from a romance novel. I think that's what it is. I think if this were anything other than a romance, I'd be like. Oh no, it's like the realism and like the sort of about the disillusionment of dreams and sure, sure, sure. I love it a lot. But it's like, this is a romance. I want them to fuck. I want them to find treasure. And then I want them to fuck on top of the treasure. Like, is that too much to ask? (laughs) Apparently. Apparently. Uh, Uh, I think that's all I had to say. Did you have anything else that you wanted to? um, Oh, sorry. I, I don't have. I have a note. There's a in the first I wrote a lot of notes about that first scene in the cabin when they start to get into it. So she's alone in this cabin in her schlubby clothes. And then she shimmies out of her clothes to reveal that she's wearing black lace panties. I was like, lies, lies, fucking lies. 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 Oh, you also, can't run you can't run in black lace panties. No. Ah, all the chafing. <laughs> the the tenses in this book were all over the place. <laughs> Ten, tenses everywhere. Our, our, it was it was bananas it was bananas i think that's it so that was unexpected treasure the treasure hunter series book one <laughs> excellent Declare. well done are yeah you, are you ready for our favorite or not our favorite game our second favorite no, game? our second favorite game <laughs> i'm ready for fuck mary kill are you ready <laughs> justine's like no no i'm not ready no no <laughs> Claire. Yes. Let's fuck Mary Kill some folk. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's fuck Mary Kill. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Okay. Please. Um, Neil. Yes. Fuck Mary Kill. Uh huh. Indiana Jones. Okay. Laura Croft. Okay. Jack Sparrow. 
Okay. All treasure hunters. These are yes. all fictional treasure mm-hmm. hunters who have been in franchises that make a mm-hmm. shit ton of money. <laughs> yes. Question. So, yes. Video game Lara Croft or Angelina Jolie Lara Croft? I'm going to say Angelina Jolie Lara Croft. Okay. I'm going to fuck Lara Croft because she's bendy and has that big house. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it would be enjoyable. It'd be fun. I don't... Listen, Lara Croft as a character seems great. I don't need to spend that much time with Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Which is why I asked. Um, I'm going to marry Indiana Jones. Um, he's sexy. He has a professorship. Mm-hmm. I, you know, sure, whatever, whatever. And then I'm going to kill Jack Sparrow simply because I cannot divorce him from uh, Johnny Depp. And at this point in time, with the whole divorce proceedings and how absolutely batshit crazy that is, I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that is nuts. see the thing is for me um i feel like as much as i have i fantasize about treasure hunters i think they're great i go and this is gonna sound terrible on smell for this Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna have to say Mm -hmm. jack sparrow smells the worst and i'm divorced separating it out from uh from johnny depp Mm -hmm. like just jack sparrow he smells the worst he will also (laughs) he he will give you a uti 100 percent no ifs ands or buts and probably something else too oh my gosh so i'm gonna kill jack sparrow sure um i'm also gonna marry indiana jones because i mean yeah and he's fun and funny um Mm -hmm. knows how to use a whip uh also hates snakes the same way i do um (laughs) (laughs) and uh i you know, and again, if I didn't want to go about treasure hunting with him, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, this is the type of man who's going to give me a lot of space. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Where does he teach? Oh, I did back east somewhere. It's going to be some okay. fancy college. It did. It's okay. Of course, I think it looked like California because I think they filmed mm-hmm. it in California, but I think it was meant to be some Ivy League something. Okay. Um, but I will also... So yeah, while well, he's off on his things and you can just like stay there and enjoy the the seasons change and all that stuff that they do on the east coast i guess or go with him well let's see or go with him um and then yeah i also think i'll fuck laura croft um i think she's i don't know like again i don't have a lot of feelings about angelina jolie except i do think she's hot um Mm. and honestly i think she'd be interesting to talk to like uh but laura croft herself i'd be Mm -hmm. down for a fuck but yeah. Outside, her character doesn't do a lot for me. Yeah. There isn't a lot going on there for me. The only thing that Angelina Jolie lacks is the polygonal boobs of early days video game Lara Croft. Yes, agreed, agreed. Yeah. And Neil, Neil. Okay, Claire. Fuck Mary Kill, Helena. Uh huh. Egypt. Uh huh. And Donatella. <sighs> Oh, the uh, well, three ladies in these books full of men. I am marrying Donatella. Mm-hmm. Uh, sh- uh, uh, we're gonna have. I'm gonna go on every adventure with her because she always remembers to pack martini mix. 
um, she and I will have crazy great adventures, have mm-hmm. luxurious long baths, and then mm-hmm. get into these beautiful silk robes and just mm-hmm. like chill in beautiful cabins. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, and she's super smart. And then go um, underwear shopping and get fucking wasted 100 percent. she's not putting up with bullshit i mean everything about her i love it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so yeah so now i am marrying donatella um i think i'm gonna i'm gonna fuck egypt because i mm-hmm. think that's all she might be good at like i don't <laughs> she's not good at treasure hunting not good at treasure hunting seems like more or less like she seems smart in that first scene with her but the more i hear about her i'm like and then that's the end of that um mm-hmm. i mean but although anybody could have seen through the ruses that was being thrown at her <laughs> like, i borrowed a book from egypt <laughs> I, hello i need to talk to egypt I borrowed a book. <laughs> um, anybody could have seen through those things. Um, oh. So I'm going to kill Helena. Yeah. Um, I uh, Look, she ended up being an accidentally smart character. And something I think <laughs> the writers did, I think, which was a mistake slash good idea, is that they decided that they were going to throw a lot of that stuff at Egypt because they wanted Helena to be smarter Mm -hmm. and they wanted to like up her smart factor, which Mm -hmm. I always appreciate in any um, book where they're like, we Mm -hmm. cannot make our main lady character dumb. Right. But also there could have been a way that they got to the village without somebody being bitten by a snake or they could have had like anybody there was like these other three dumbass men that could have easily been bitten by a snake someone one of them could have been kidnapped like Mm -hmm. whatever i'm not like why did we keep having to throw it at egypt because she was a lady so it was like 50 percent towards lady goals here in this book (laughs) (laughs) so well it can't be this lady but it has to be some lady yeah yeah and that's sorry that that doesn't work for me so yeah uh and neil i'm going to do the same i am also going to marry donna it's going to be amazing it's going to be fantastic because with the money that they got from the alaska treasure they're buying a new boat to go find the original wreck that they were trying to get to and then stuff happened so it's going to be a very big boat, a big, beautiful boat. And yeah, I'll, I'll cook for them. I'll help them lower, you know, dive equipment into the water. Why not? I'm butch. Um, I think it'll be great. And then I'm also going to fuck Egypt. Because um, I bet she's good at it. Or if nothing else, she'll fuck the receptionist and I'll watch and we'll all have a great time and then move on with our lives. And then I'm also going to kill Helena, who was... <laughs> Somehow the most competent person in that book. (laughs) You almost said pussy. She had a very competent pussy. (laughs) She had a very competent pussy. (laughs) I mean, it made Lars fall in love with her. So it was a very competent pussy. pussy. (laughs) She was a very competent pussy. Look, I just need some competent dick this weekend. Competence? No, competence. Competent. It's a very competent pussy goodness uh and of the books claire yeah um or do you mean of uh, all no all the characters, all the characters. yes out of all the characters <laughs> who you gonna fuck who you gonna marry who you gonna kill oh my god um i don't know i think i want i i actually i'm gonna still marry donna like donatella mm-hmm. and i i think she's the most marriageable i'm on board with that um mm-hmm. i actually think i want to fuck mac and brad 
because I okay. think like I am down for like a great lo- a great section of session of of having sex, a long section of just bitching about other people, <laughs> and then your couple name would be Brack or Mad. Of course, it would. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like eat good food because it sounds like they're good at cooking mm-hmm. and like go on our merry way like that sounds delightful <laughs> they were on a boat and granted you know jack's boat is a pretty good sized boat they were on a boat they made club sandwiches i know uh, i was <laughs> more surprised night. at the spaghetti <laughs> like they had like <laughs> spaghetti bolognese <laughs> well see that to me makes sense because you just throw a bunch of shit into a pot i mean club like sandwiches club sandwich but you have to like you have to have the room to cut everything and then like assemble it while there's water moving, you know, while you're on the water sort of like, See, and that's why the pot thing makes me crazy. I mean, although I know it's all fine, but like, cause the pot, the sloshing in the pot, the sloshing in the pot. <laughs> I'm sure they have a thing that you like put that extends the lip of the pot or something up. I don't know. I just don't know anything about boats. I, I don't know anything about food. What's food? what are people anyway and neil spaghetti um (laughs) oh and who would i kill i haven't killed anybody yet yeah yeah yeah. um uh i think i am gonna kill uh i'm gonna kill our man from uh unexpected treasure the main character what is his name lars i'm gonna kill lars okay that's fair uh like just the way he thought about women was mm-hmm. enough to sentence him to death for me. Yep. Yep. That's fair. Um, I'm going to fuck Dax. Cause I bet he's good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to marry Hunter. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what it is about him that he's just like standing in front of the crash plane. I said, I'd get you to Brazil. I got you to Brazil. What is the problem? <laughs> They're like, well, how are we going to get home? We did not discuss that. That was not part of the deal. <laughs> that was not in the terms of the agreement. Um, so yeah, I'm going to marry him. And it's 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 probably not going to work out because he's in love with that lady or whatever. But whatever, it's fine. Because um, he's almost as tall as and almost as beautiful as Lars is. But I think he has dark hair. And he's yeah. British. Yeah. He's one of the only characters whose nationality is actually explained. Um, yeah, we know that he's British and Beretta is Italian. And everyone else is... <laughs> um, and then I'm going to kill Dutch. Because, like... Oh, my God. He was the he was the character... And I always hate this character who's just like... Why have we got to be careful? Why not just run in and do whatever the fuck we want? And someone has to explain to the character... And then, by extension, the reader about... like why they have to do something a certain way mm-hmm. which i understand but he was just like like he was such a bro and then also an idiot and then also incompetent he had an incompetent pussy and like no room no room for it in the tiny little plane i'm gonna push him out of the plane that's how uh, i do it do it mm-hmm. and the book's clear Oh man, uh, I'm killing both of them. Yeah, I just I uh, like if we weren't reading this for the podcast, I would have stopped reading both of these books 
really yeah. early on. Yeah. Um, I think they both had some plus sides. I think the unexpected like comedy in Unexpected Treasure was kind of delightful at times. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it doesn't take itself too, too seriously mm-hmm. all the time is kind of wonderful. And that the authors obviously don't take themselves seriously is kind of wonderful too. But um, I, it just wasn't enough for me. Like, just like the, the misogyny was mm-hmm. incredible yeah, <laughs> and, and unacceptable. And the weird being like this black lady so beautiful she has to have a big purple alien dick i didn't what that was out of nowhere out of fucking nowhere um, and really upsetting um yeah no um and treasure of love i actually thought it was sweet it was it was lots of boat stuff good for them 25 percent was so fun yeah um but the the fact that the the bisexual erasure in this mm-hmm. is unacceptable and um i'm like we've said a million times i'm just not here for the i thought i was straight and then the that i wasn't sort of storyline mm-hmm. like i mean i'm there for it but i i think i need it to be a little bit deeper mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, this just mm-hmm. wasn't it for me yeah 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 um i'm gonna do the same i'm also gonna kill both of them I'm going to rescue Donatella from Treasure of Love first. Just okay. She's fucking amazing. Um, and, and you'll yeah, rescue like, her on Hunter's uh, plane and fly her away. And the three of us will fly <laughs> off together and have Eat a, a better book. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it'll, it'll be not me. It'll be another character who's in love with both of them and is openly bisexual and has to decide between the two of them. Bum, bum. Yep, I did it. I did it. I made your book even more queer. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, and then unexpected treasure. It was, parts of it were really funny, but then also it's just like, I I needed I needed any of them to be better at their job. <laughs> like it was it was <sighs> like they were just bumbling. They were bumbling the whole time. Yeah. No. It was crazy. And it, and it was funny because with the two of these together, like, uh, Treasure of Love was too realistic for what treasure hunting is like. Uh-huh. And Unexpected Treasure was too unrealistic for what treasure right. hunting is like. And I, I feel like I'm Goldilocks and I'm looking for just right. <laughs> right. But also, I mean, points to Unexpected Treasure for that. <laughs> that author's note on the back of the book. Yeah. Be like, hey everyone, this book is gonna be bananas. Not so cuckoo banana pants. <laughs> yeah, and good for was. them. Hats off good to that. Hats off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Aiden and Grace, you have you have hats off to you. Yeah. Um and then <laughs> and then like I said in the last episode, this was book one that was written several years ago, and there is as of now no book two that I could find. So Hopefully they're still friends. Yeah. Hopefully they're still friends. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now it is time for a favorite game. Christine Gas. Hello, Christine Gas. I I have not made it easy, my friends. Great. Oh, great, great. I like a this- challenge. <laughs> it is important for our listeners to know. That our next episode is going to be our 69th episode. 
Nice. Nice. <laughs> so this better be a really good theme, Claire. It no better pressure. be. All the no pressure. pressure. All the pressure. Oh boy. All the peer pressure. All the pressure. Okay. Are, are okay. we ready? My yes. thinking cap is on. My thinking cap dissolved <laughs> like three months into the pandemic. <laughs> All right. Now you're going to have to go far afield, go far okay. afield, because okay. you're not going to guess it from the titles. Okay. Okay. Heart and Hand by Rebel Carter and mm-hmm. She Whom I Love by Tess Bowery. Oh, oh my God. I have to say right <laughs> off the bat, those are both really good author names. <laughs> I know. I know. Rebel Carter and Tess Bowery. Um, Heart and Hand and by Rebel Carter and She Whom I Love by Tess Bowery. Both of these are like, you could not get more like broad. Like they're mm-hmm. totally like, they could just both be called, this is a romance novel. <laughs> <laughs> romance Guess novel what the theme by is. Rebel Carter. <laughs> read that (laughs) there um i'm gonna say blacksmiths Ooh, that sounds sexy but no No. i mean to tell you the truth there might be some blacksmithing that happens in one or both of these (gasps) books but that's not the theme okay how about um i have some i i just i i is it like uh, what do you call those things like Colonial Williamsburg, where it's they mm-hmm, dress up mm-hmm. in the the before times? <laughs> like, is it people like the, that are cosplaying reenactment yes, romance? Reenactment romance. Yes. Oh God, that'd be amazing. But no, oh, no. Dang it. Okay. I have a similar guess. Is it Renfair? Ooh, no. But uh, that those books are on my list. I have Great. found Renfair yes. romances. Yes. Oh. Okay. Um, um, I'm also going to take a wild swing, even though you gave us the clue of blacksmithing, but I'm like, fuck it. Whatever. Strippers. <gasps> no. <sighs> Again, on my list, but no. Great. <laughs> um, um, let's see. What else could it be? Um... <gasps> Um, is it is it uh, restorers, people who do restoration on things? Oh my god, no! But that'd be oh. amazing. I was like, are we going to read oh the romance novel no. version of the repair shop? Because I cry oh my god, so many happy tears. Oh my god, so I mean, many I've happy looked, tears. I have looked, but it's uh, that's kind of actually looking for romance versions of the repair shop is actually what led me to the last books I picked, the carpenter and oh, the, you know, the, okay, our, okay, our construction okay. worker one. So honestly, like that's I looked, I've looked. Okay. Well, we know what we're writing next then. I know. Okay. Is it public um, television? <laughs> sexy, sexy public television. Sexy, sexy. Because I'm thinking, I don't know how this happened. Like, but literally, a thing that happened to me is one day, I just appeared on the mailing list of this old house. So now, like every couple days, I get an email from this old house. <laughs> I don't know how. I didn't sign up for it. Like, but it's welcome. <laughs> yeah, my guess is like 
antique dealers or antique Ooh. roadshow or something. It also Ooh. sounds good. All right. <sighs> Everybody gets one more guess, and then I'm okay. just going to tell you. Okay. Have any of them been close? Um, no. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. okay. Um, hmm. Say the titles one more time. Heart and Hand. She uh-huh. Whom I Love. Okay. Heart and Hand. Okay, okay. let's think about hand things. <laughs> <laughs> I think about hand stuff all the time. I know. I was about to say, so Neil, so let's brainstorm. What are some hand jobs? <laughs> Hand models, manicurist, <laughs> sex worker. Yes. Um, this is this is my guess, and I'm and I'm happy with it being my final guess. Medieval court romance. <sighs> I, I would say like that's probably in the fact that these are both period pieces. That's <gasps> not oh. that's not the theme, but that's probably the closest. But the period okay. is way off. Oh, okay. Well, that's me. What's your last guess, Christine? Um, I'm going to say, just because period piece and we haven't been correct yet, um, I I, want to say, like, American independence? Is that close? No. Okay. But congratulations. Again, you never would have gotten this. (laughs) Polyamory. Oh, oh my god <laughs> the theme is polyamory oh my god uh heart and hand by rebel carter takes place in america in the 1880s after the civil war and it is a male male female uh polyamorous uh-huh. relationship she whom i love by tess bowery takes place i believe in england but at the same time period and it is a female uh-huh. female male um <gasps> uh polyamorous relationship Wow, so the the English are probably still reeling at this point from, you know, Americans giving them the heave-ho. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that is... So, um, I cannot promise that there's actually going to be any 69ing in either of these books. (laughs) But the chances have... The the chances are higher. Um, They're at least a third higher, right? Yeah, yeah, but thirty-three <laughs> percent more. I'll still count like a three, like a like a sixty-nine triangle. Those still count too. Yeah. So, um, and it is about finding in both of now. I, I do understand to a degree that both of these uh, are queer relationships. To you know, um, mm-hmm. but uh, heart and hand does focus a little bit more about. It seems like a woman at first being torn between two men and then mm-hmm. possibly finding that their relationship is better when it's all three of them. A la 24 inches. A la 24 inches. If you'll remember that groundbreaking book we read. <laughs> yeah, so long ago. So yeah, so polyamory is, oh my God, is so our excited. theme for next time. I'm so excited. For our 69th episode. Yes. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm so excited. Oh, well, thank you so much, Claire. Well, thank you, Neil. Thank you, Christine. Thank you so thank much, you. Christine. Thank you, authors. Thank you so much, authors. Again, uh, we drag these books, but to be fair, we do buy them and read them. <laughs> yeah, you got our you got our money, so fuck us. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and honestly, keep writing. Like, mm-hmm. um, uh. 
you know, Aiden and Grace, like, you know, where's where's book two? Like, I'll buy it. <laughs> like, I was I, not for this book, but you know what? Fuck mm-hmm. it. You 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 send me the link to that second book. I'll fucking buy it. Great. <laughs> <laughs> great uh thank you so much listeners thank you so very much listeners we could not do this without you for many reasons one because it would just be us talking to microphones uh to each other but also because we love you because we love you um please rate review subscribe tell your friends and all that and if you are able to support us financially please do so on our patreon Please be the unexpected treasure that we find from doing this podcast. Oh, that was nice. Yeah. Um, and I suppose that's it. Other than if you could do so safely. Consensually. In a crashing airplane. While watching two women go at it like, like, like two treasure hunters. <laughs> Keep, Keep.